Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Hi, I'm Joe Chisholm. Oh, I hate to say it, Senior. And he is Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Junior, what do you think of this weekend? A little steamy out there today. Yeah, a little left and right for uh, the ARCA series, for the, the Xfinity, and, and as well for the uh, the Cup series. And a lot of fun to watch. There's uh, lots of lots of left and right. Yeah, sure there. is. Uh, and and also got a chance to uh, watch a little bit of oval track racing too. A little bit of a uh, little bit of super late model action from down south. Lots of uh, lots of uh, you know big events over the course of the weekend. Oh, snowball derby qualifier on speed fifty one dot com yeah, for sure. Um, you know the the return of Bowman Gray Stadium. Um, you know they they took last year off. <laughs> That's uh, wild. Yeah, looking we, at that video, yeah, That's we just nuts. Took a look at it. Uh, uh, they had a record crowd at Bowman Gray, which is uh, pretty crazy to say. They <laughs> they sell that place out every time it opens. So I don't know what a record crowd is, but uh, um, yeah, definitely uh, lots of uh, lots of action over the course of the weekend. Was it you that told me that um, Richard Childress sold? programs or popcorn or something at that place back in the day i i imagine i don't know um there was a there was a, a documentary on fs1 there for a long period of time um that that talked about richard childress and and him in you know selling peanuts at bowman gray um there was uh there was a handful of them actually the uh um uh, chocolate myers as well you know that he got yeah. his start yeah, uh, yeah. over at bowman yeah. gray and um yeah it's it, long-standing facility and uh you know, it's a it's a pilgrimage. If there's a mecca in short track racing, you got to go there. It's uh, you know, it's not necessarily the the fastest, uh, you know, the the craziest racing, um, but definitely the most action packed, uh, you know, night that you could possibly buy a ticket to watch with with cars on a racetrack. So when you were down south, uh, how many times did you go to Bowman Gray? I went four times. I want to yep. say yeah, four, yeah. four times. So fairly um, close to Charlotte. Fairly close. It's about an hour and a half. Um, it depends. You actually have race traffic yeah. at Bowman yeah. Gray, which is crazy. Oh, I wouldn't um, doubt it. You know, there's there's just, you know, when you go to a big NASCAR race, you know, you got to get there, you know, quite early um, in Tail order gate. to. Yeah, exactly. There's. There's all of that tailgate, you know, allure at Bowman Gray too. You know, you don't get there 15 minutes before the before the night kicks off. Right, it's, right. Uh, you got to get there, you know, an hour and a half, two hours in advance, and and uh, you're usually there for time trials and all that great stuff that that lead up to the event. But uh, um, just a a really neat facility, man. It's uh, it's so cool that they're open back up. You know, last mm-hmm. year I could just imagine those fans crawling the fences last year. Um, you know, crawl on the walls, if you will, uh, right, without their Bowman right. Gray, because that is what you do if you live within an hour of Bowman Gray. That's what you do on a Friday night or on a Saturday night, rather, um, is go to Bowman Gray Stadium. But uh, uh, just a, a really neat, you know, it's the definition of a bull ring. Um, they basically race around a football field and uh, a high school football field at that. And uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's uh, you know for them to be reopened again, it's it's definitely awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. You want to talk about awesome stuff and historic? Uh, we're going to talk about a whole pile here tonight. Uh, we're going to kick the program off here uh, right after break one. We're going to hear from Kenny McKenzie Jr. How about it, Junior? He gets his season started off right. 
they did get under the box at Petty International Raceway uh, for the sportsman cars. It was the Oblinus Auto uh, Auto Body 100. Sportsman uh, was the main event. And Kenny McKenzie Jr. in the number 85 car goes out there. And uh, he did it right. He went out there and won the race. I've seen a great release on timscorner.ca. Uh, Timmy fired it through last night to all the media. And I got my hands on it uh, when uh, soon I got home from having dinner right at the lake. I got the uh, news release and I went, man, we got to try and get Kenny on the show. Uh, reached out to him last night, thought, well, it's pretty late here in Ontario. It's even going to be later out there on the East Coast. Kenny and the boys were still up and at her and uh, celebrating that win, if you will. So we do have Kenny coming on the show. And how about some huge news here in the province of Ontario? Uh, I believe it came out on Thursday. Delaware Speedway, the famed Delaware Speedway, half mile, very, very fast racetrack, been in operation for some 70 years, uh, got sold. Just last week, uh, Luke Ramsey and our good friends at APC uh, are, are part of that ownership group. And Luke Ramsey going to stop back in. We heard from Luke about a month ago. We we're talking to APC and everything that was, uh, you know, sort of unfolding for uh, the, the, the Prolate Model Series. Man, not only do we have the updated schedule for the APC Series, and the Quick Quick Fire Starter Super Stock Series schedule. We got to talk to him about this huge news, and it's truly great news. Junior, you know all about that. You and Andrew running at Delaware Speedway won a championship down there, didn't you? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, a, what a historic facility. Just a, a great racetrack. Um, you know, for all of Canada, really, um, you know, Delaware Speedway has been, you know, a staple. You know, you, you think back to history, just when you pull in the gates at Delaware, you know that you're in a historical place. You know, it's got the infrastructure built up, <laughs> you know, just the way that it looks. Um, you know, I was talking to Jeff Cassidy, actually, about this with Andrew Grizel, uh just the other day, just at the racetrack. And, and I, I said, when you're at Delaware Speedway, you you know you're at a racetrack you know like that's yeah. the, that's the coolest part and and some of my my fondest memories uh obviously at Solvable Speedway growing up there as a kid but some of my fondest memories in motorsports is at Delaware Speedway um whether it be you know spotting for a guy or whether it be watching a race right. um you know it, there's there's tons of really cool moments that have came from that place and and you know over the years even when we were down there in 2000 and I want to say 2007 2008 is that kind of the ballpark um, I'm trying to think of the year, but you know the racetrack was old then, right? And and right, right. and, and um, you know there was tons of character. There was bumps. They made you know a handful of uh, you know changes to the facility, um, you know for the better. Obviously, the the beer garden and the beer tent, uh, you know in the in the center of the grandstands, uh, one of the best seats in any racetrack out there. Um, you know they they made some really big improvements there. Um, you know, the ground turned three and four and, and made it a lot more raceable. Um, just they got rid of the bumps, right, and poured fresh concrete down on the ends. And, you know, they made improvements, but still it, the racetrack was tough. And um, there, there's, you know, a lot of a lot of room for improvements. You know, when you look at yeah, a, the character, when you look exactly there's character and then there's needs improvement. Exactly. Correct. And, and when you look at, at Delaware Speedway, 
it, it, the way that it sits, it puts on a phenomenal race. And everybody that goes there has a good time. They do it upright. The The facility is, is what it is. Um, and, and I don't think that anybody, you know, leaves Delaware Speedway wanting more. Um, that being said, with this new ownership group, I know that Luke has got a vision. And I know that those guys have oh, a yeah. vision. Um, they've been in the sport a long time. Luke has been as well. And, um, you know, to, to kind of see the, the, the way in which that they're going to go about improving the place. They're not just going to go in and, and run it the way that it is. They're, they're going to go in there and, and really, um, you can tell just by looking at the ownership group. <laughs> you know, like sure, there's, sure. Some, there's some really smart people on that list. And, and uh, you know, they've built some, some big businesses. And, uh, you know, to have that infrastructure um, at a place like Delaware Speedway, phenomenal news for yeah, all is. of for all of racing in in and really not just Ontario, but in Canada. Well, it's the birthplace of Cascar, right? Mm-hmm. Tony Novotny ran Delaware Speedway and uh, started Cascar back in the day, and look what happened with Cascar. It is our NASCAR Pinty Series today. Uh, that is started out as Cascar, and I know it, it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, fans competitors, uh, us in the media, we always refer back to the good old days of Cascar and, uh, you know, the fruits of Tony Novotny's labors. Uh, it all started at Delaware Speedway. Um, the, the future is going to be so bright with this new ownership group. I know I am looking forward. I got a million and one questions for Luke. Um, Russ Erlin is still going to be the manager there from uh, – uh, all the, from everything that I've read, uh, the Erlen family, Jonathan and his dad, long history. Those there. guys have done uh, just just a, a phenomenal job over the years. Gonna, it, I can't wait to see uh, what you know what Russ's response to all of this is going to be. I can tell you, as being a past owner of Sobel Speedway, leaving and then now coming back with Paul Grizel and Jeff Cassidy, how excited I am to see you know an ownership group. Like we've got at Sobel Speedway, and having a look at the future, man, oh man, I bet you, Russ Erlin, I know how he's feeling. At least I, and I, I can imagine I know how he's feeling, because uh, I would have had the same feeling heading into 2021 with uh, Jeff and Paul. Exactly. It's a, it's a real bright future. It is for sure, and you know, uh, to to kind of elaborate a little bit more too. Um, really, when you look at at the the geographic location of Delaware Speedway. Um, Really, they are always been and they always will be kind of on an island. You know, there's not a whole lot of racetracks around them, like within a within a one hour to two hour radius. Um, the ones that are relatively close are down south. Um, uh, you know, they're 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 virtually on an island, if you will. But the fan base that is out there, the fan base that is in 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 and around London, so London, you know, Saint uh, Thomas. Exeter, Saint Thomas, yep. you know, draw a circle around there. Um, the uh, the the fan base and the supporter base. Even though the car counts, you know, have have drifted a little bit over the past couple of years, they have everywhere. leading up to it. Yep, exactly. Um, but even though the car counts, you know, it hadn't been as strong, when you would walk in there to Delaware Speedway, the guys who used to race are still there. Yeah, they're they're yeah, they're yeah. a part of it. Um, and you know, we we've talked about it a couple of times on this program. We've talked about it lots off air. Um, when a racetrack goes through and makes improvements, 
right? And they, they, they take the step. You know, we just talked to um, uh, out, out west, uh, the Seaberts. We just talked to Trevor Seabert last week about this very thing. You know, there's a huge base in and around Delaware Speedway. When they hear that there's going to be improvements, when they hear that they're going to change it up, when, <laughs> when, when they get, they're going to add to it, you watch those car counts skyrocket. Oh, again. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and really, you know, uh, that place seats a tremendous amount of people. Um, I can't wait to see what happens if they if they dump, you know, a, a sizable amount of capital into making it. In, and uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited and and I'm looking forward to talking to Luke too and and just seeing you know his excitement level. This is a whole different ball game than running a series, man. Oh yeah, it's no, gonna be cool. Oh, he's gonna be hugely excited. Um, how about Lloyd Rawlings? Hey, we've seen Lloyd in the car down there. Um, you know, the number sixty nine. You imagine how excited he is. Even I, I don't know if he planned on running this year or not, but I can guarantee after hearing this news, he's going to get a car together to get back out to Delaware Speedway. Uh, always love catching up with that guy. I haven't talked to him in a long time, um, but I, I can imagine guys like um, you know Lloyd and, and everybody at Delaware Speedway. Uh, this has got to be huge, huge positive for them. Also coming on tonight's show. Um, yeah, Jucasa Motor Speedway, of course, Jucasa, um, Alex Nagy, we're going to have Alex on the show. Um, of course, uh, back in December, um, it, we unfortunately lost the co-founder of Jucasa. Um, Ken Hill passed away. Um, and, and you know, there, there's, uh, there, there, there's been lots of rumors out in the rumor mill on what's happening. Of course, the season has been uh, postponed for Jucasa. Uh, they, they are going to, you know, stick a fork in it for 2021. And, um, you know, that that's unfortunate. But it is a pandemic. We're coming to the end of it. I know all the other racetracks are hopeful that they're going to get some racing in. Uh, Jucasa has already announced now that the season is officially uh, canceled at that racetrack. So, uh, the rumor mill's all fired up. We hear all kinds of stuff. I uh, read some of the message boards, and it just, it, it's crazy. Some of the stuff is lunacy. And I uh, have uh, reached out to Alex and said, Bud, will you please come on the show and just clear up the rumor mill for us? And uh, let's have a look into what is going to be hopefully coming down the pipe for Canada's crown jewel, Jucasa Speedway. And Alex Nagy is going to join us here tonight on the show, and I'm excited to catch up with Alex a little bit later in the show. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you know, uh, there's been a couple of times, you know, uh, you know, where where you know, over the course of the winter, obviously, um, you know, t- terrible news came out, and uh, you know, just the rumor mill in in motorsports just spirals out of control. It, it seems every winter, right? Right. It, right. Uh, it doesn't pandemic it, it, and add exactly. everything else. It to doesn't. It. it doesn't matter the the year. Um, you know, if if you want to hear, you know, the craziest stories of all time, uh, people say you listen to a fisherman. No, you listen to a racer in a shop after a couple of beers, and <laughs> and you hear every rumor that's ever been told. And and you know, when you look at, uh, you know, that over the past couple of weeks, uh, I think back there was a you know a Facebook post, and and really I learned a lot from it. You know, like like. 
Well, yeah. Just uh, I seen a Facebook post from Alex Nagy, and uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having him on the show. Well, just the one to... leading up to it, where um, Alex Nagy is no longer with Yukasa, he's out of the picture, um, and then Alex, after about I don't know, there was ten or fifteen comments or something. Yeah, I just got a off whole, a tractor. Yeah, a whole pile of lunacy. <laughs> yeah, and Alex jumps in and says, "Well, for a guy that's no longer with the racetrack." I just got off the tractor from cutting grass, so maybe I was cutting it at the wrong spot. It's I, yeah. I'm looking forward to I, getting Alex on the show. I'm as well, and and I think the listeners will be as well. And and uh, you know, it's it's obviously we want nothing but the best for that facility. Oh, and, no and, kidding. Uh, um, you know, and and uh, you know, same same deal with uh, with all the news. Look at the news though. When you when you combine it out, you know, when I seen the Delaware Speedway news, mm-hmm. uh, my comment on that was, look at the stability that motorsports has right now in Ontario. You know what? I'm going to point at something, Jim. You said, uh, like, I don't know, about this time last year, I know it's a pandemic. I know everything's dark right now. It's black. We're all shut down. la dee da dee da On the other side of this, we're going to come out with some good news. And, and I thought, wow, Junior, you're, you're kind of out there, man. This is uh, We've never seen the darkest days like we've seen them over the last year and a half. You know what, kid? Got to hand it to you. You're right. Look at the positive stuff coming out. Not just here in Ontario. Uh, Red River Co-op Speedway out exactly. Winnipeg. Yep. Uh, I got a got a, a message from Carl Mulder, a starter that started right here at Sobel Speedway, and uh, he, he is out west now. He uh, was at Lake of the Woods yep. starter there out in Kenora, and he still is. I do believe him and Anthony are still uh, you know growing that new speedway that yep. just took place before the pandemic. They're getting ready to go. Big news out there. Red River Co-op Speedway is sold. It's now called Victory Lane Speedway. And we were going to try and key up the new ownership there. They are extremely busy getting things set and ready to go. They're doing a bunch of changes. Uh, Carl uh, got a hold of the new ownership. They said, please give us a couple of weeks, and then they'd be happy to join the show. And we'll get an update on how things are going out in Winnipeg, have a look at it. Penticton Speedway, uh, like we we got so much happening right across the country, and it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, the other thing, uh, you know, looking at uh, at the actual landscape of the competitor base, you know, that's the the, the next thing. Once once the masks come off and the vaccines are all done and all of those great things, and we go back to normal or whatever that normal looks like. Right, right, right. When when everything does launch. Um, you know, you look at, at the competitor base and, and I honestly, you know, I, I know last year there was a couple of, of divisions that got to race and they didn't, they didn't make any money for sure. They, they, they spent a pile of money to do it. Um, but really I think that the, the competitor base is going to be in a better place when we get to the other side of this deal. I, I, I honestly truly believe that. I know that there are some people within the industry that that got hit by this oh, pandemic devastated. And, and 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 lost you know and and i i mean not some people i know a pile of people across the world did but but i i know that uh you know a, a majority of the base of of motorsports worked all year last year mm-hmm. for the guys that uh you know really pay for this out of pocket which is a vast majority i know that everybody's got stickers on their car but Nobody's being funded by a partner, you know, or by a group of partners. A majority of the race teams that are out there 
are racing out of pocket. And I think that there's going to be names that you wouldn't have thought of that maybe dropped out a few years back or whatever um, that you're going to see hit the racetrack again and go back to racing, um, you know, on the other side of this. And and it'll be very interesting to see because I, I know, you know, the farming industry, the construction industries, the uh, really the, the blue collar, if you will, industries across Canada um, really had record years last year. So, so the, um, you know, if you, if you're going to race in the APC tour, if you're going to race in the pro stock tour, if you're going to race, you know, super stock, you're going to probably own a business or you're going to be high up in a business, um, whether it be, you know, local or whether it be regional or whether it be a national company, um, you're probably going to be involved in business in, in one way, shape or form. And those people were virtually unaffected by the pandemic financially and maybe and, even and positive. maybe even positively affected um, on the other side. So really, it, I, I think that we're in for a groundbreaking year once this deal gets fired back up. And if 2021 isn't a groundbreaking year, I think 2022 is going to be explosive. Well, you're going to be right on one of these. I can guarantee you. Uh, speaking of the other side, we are going to hit our first break. And on the other side, how about Kenny McKenzie Jr., driver of the number 85 out in New Brunswick, a Petty International Raceway? He's a feature winner. He won the Oblinus Auto Body 100 just last night. He's going to join us live on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. We're just getting started. Steve Robley, 2009 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup champion, here with Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot. Pull the trigger and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. 
Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. We are going straight to the hotline, and we're going to bring in guest number one tonight. Uh, he was the leader at the end of 100 laps last night at Petty International Raceway. He drives the number 85, and he won the Oblinas Auto Parts. Oh. The Oblinas Auto Body 100 <laughs> out at Petty, and he got a season kicked off the right way. Let's welcome in Kenny McKenzie Jr. What's going on, Kenny? How you doing? Hey, buddy. How are you? Fantastic. Man, you had that 85 not only running like a rocket, it even looks like a rocket. I appreciate that. We take a lot of pride in the little bit we got. Good stuff. So you got the season all fired up. A delay, right? Like you guys were supposed to get out of the box here a couple of weeks ago at Petty. It must not have happened, but uh, it definitely came together pretty good for you last night. Yeah, we uh, we definitely didn't think that it was going to go that way. Uh, there was an open practice uh, Friday night, and uh, we rolled out the cars and had a lot of misfiring issues. Like, and it's not uh, not like us to have mechanical breakdowns because myself and my father are technicians and uh so anyway we uh we couldn't get it going couldn't get a solid three laps in practice and we brought the car in frustrated and we changed the distributor the carburetor everything like we couldn't figure out why this thing wasn't working ah. so come to find out uh we did a little more internal work on it and found that something in the motor went up and hit the end of the spark plug now that's not a good thing because what on the inside went up and hit the spark plug? We don't know, right? Yeah, exactly. So, at the end of the day, we just we we went in the next morning. My dad was in. My dad started at uh, started at the car at five thirty that morning, and hauled the fuel cell out of it just to make sure there was no water in the gas. We changed the gas, and uh, went out for one practice. And it, the car was all right. It was still missing a bit. And it was just kind of one of them things that we're going to have to gamble because we obviously want to race. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also knew that the chances were that we could also lose the engine. Um, it was a gamble, and we went out for one practice. Like I say, the car worked all right. wasn't the quickest, but 
like Kenny Wall says, times don't mean nothing. Right. And uh, we went out uh, in the heat race, started outside pole of uh, Luke McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the car never skipped a beat, and we ended up winning the heat race. And then we went on to the features, started outside pole of the uh, 74 car, Alex Avelinas. And uh, somehow, some way, the motor lasted, and we were able to pull it into victory lane. So well, they, for a good day. They say that they say that motors run the best right before they blow up. And I'm just I'm, I don't want to jinx it. Hopefully that motor lasts you all year, but uh, definitely uh, going to be tenth for the next couple of weeks. Uh, oh, yeah, judge no, it, uh, We got a two week break there. We were supposed to race uh, Shidiac down in uh, Grand Barrois, and uh, we're going to take the motor apart. Uh, we got the solid two weeks, so whether it be a vent valve or. Yeah something we can replace now they are a sealed motor so the guy that seals the motors is going to come down to the shop while we take the head off it because it's not a very big job no and uh, we're just going to see if it's a valve what so be because then we'll replace the valve you know what i mean so yep. we can save ourselves the end of the day six or seven grand absolutely what now was there actual physical damage to the end of the spark plug like is what, what did that uh, what did that look like so uh, on the end of the spark plug uh, where it sparks, there's a little, there's a little like ninety degree claw. Yep. And what that did is it bent over completely sideways. So what that did was it shut down the spark of that spark plug. So really, it was only given the first and seven cylinders instead of eight. Exactly. Yep. So you could go with a zero gap plug, right? It doesn't have one of those little, uh, little, little things hanging off it. You'd be all set, Kenny. You'd be out there just firing on all eight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, and you know what comes to mind, too? You said, as you're talking about, uh, you know, trying to diagnose the miss and stuff, my mind went right back to Petty, actually. At the beginning of last year, it was a pro stock race. And, of course, the number five, Jonathan Hicken, that's now retired, was at Petty last year. And he went out there. He had the same sort of problem, and it turned out to be water in the fuel. So I guess it's a common problem, but when you have that problem, man, the search is on, and it could be one of a million. That's right. It's just it's the luck of the draw is what it was. That search sucks, too, by the way. Or the luck of the pump, however at, you want to call absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> at the racetrack, man, that, uh, that uh, you know, I, I feel your pain on that one. It's uh, it's a head-scratcher every single time that uh, that you have a miss. You, you hope that uh, you find it quickly, but you never do, right? you got to change 35 things in order to find one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you, you've got a short period of time, and a lot of our, a lot of our stuff, we, well, we are very fussy on our car. We don't accept mechanical failure yep and so everything on this car is pretty much is, is brand new now we also know that new parts can fail right it's a human it's a it's a human built part you know sure. what I mean? absolutely yeah yeah but everything we tested and checked everything come back fine so we put another spark plug in it and the car ran 100 percent. now i don't know if this was a fluke but like i say just just precaution as we're going to take the uh take the head off and make sure we've got no internal damage before it really blows up absolutely well one thing you can guarantee kenny you won the feature and that's uh, exactly what you and your dad and your crew wanted to do right from the time you unloaded that number 85 uh no atlantic bubble right it was all cars from new brunswick at petty to kick the season off yep it was just uh just the cars in new brunswick Gotcha. Incredible, and a lot of good cars too at the track. Yeah, yep. definitely. Like I say, we're uh, usually we have Jordan Vino 
uh, come up here. He's from uh, Nova Scotia, Wade Dartmouth. Yep, know him well. He's one of the top running cars. So, really, when you come to Petty, you come to see the best cars in New Brunswick. And Jordan's usually there. He's about the only one that travels up every weekend. Yeah, Jordanica. Jordanica is what, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, they, they, uh, I don't know whether it was Tim Terry, but I think you called oh, him Jordanica. He had, he he had, had Articat the, on the car, right? Is that, uh, is that no, the one? No, no, no. He, he the number 11, he had, uh, he had the paint job of what, uh, kind of what Danica's car looked okay. like, I do believe, right? Isn't yeah, that how right. it went? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Kenny, uh, talk a little bit about your your program, and and you know this is this is your first time on the show. Um, uh, but fill fill the listeners in a little bit. Uh, you sound like a young guy. Uh, w- what's your background in the sport, and kind of give us a lay of the land of your team? Okay. Uh, well, my father's raced for well. He started in nineteen eighty seven. Okay. So he's been racing for around thirty years. And uh, I'm I'm 24 or yeah I'm 24 years old right now. Uh, started out in Bandolero and uh, didn't really have much much success there. I'm obviously a little bit bigger than the average Joe. Uh, moved from there, moved into street stock and had some uh, fantastic success with that. Won a lot of the big races and a championship and a rookie of the year. And then had the opportunity to move up into late model. And my first year in the late model car, we won the uh, Rookie of the Year. And then the next year, which would have been the year after, uh, we won the uh, won the points championship. And I think we, out of 11 races, we lost probably one or two. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So you know what you're doing around the track. That's right. Well, if it wasn't for my father, I definitely uh, definitely wouldn't be where I am. Let's, let's put it that way. So, Kenny, the, the the race car that you're in now is is it is it like a straight rail late model or is it a sportsman car? It's uh, it's a sportsman. Some people like we call them sportsmen, and yeah, for sure. Some people refer them to late models. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, that's you know I, I absolutely love this about the East Coast. And last week I gave you know uh, Mike James and those guys the props on the four cylinder, and I got a little bit of heat for that. Um, but but I, I I stand up firm on that. But on the East Coast side of things, the sportsman. And the street stock. Now, a, a super stock out here in, in Ontario or, or a Thunder Car, however you want to word it, there's a bunch of different names for it, um, you know, is, is a metric, you know, rear end car. And, and it, you know, it's got a tube rear clip, but it's got a stock front clip on it, a very similar to, to a sportsman car. Um, yep. and, and, you know, the, the jump from that to a late model is or or to to a pro late model is is you know like jumping from street stock to you know pro stock out there uh, the thing that i love about the sportsman division is that a, a lot of similarities to you know because of the metric you know layout of the car and all those things uh you know cross over to to sportsman uh, how is the health of the division of street stock versus sportsman out there well it's it's the way cars are advancing with the street stock division, uh, some people down here have actually taken some old sportsman chassis and made them into street stock, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. It's, you kind of look at it as recycling an old sportsman car that might be outdated. But 
some of us, like the the street stock that we have in our garage now that belongs to Craig and Fetcher, uh, it's a regular Monte Carlo. Like it still has the door handles in it, the trunk tray. We could we could go over ice cream in it if we wanted to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which uh, which some of these newer street stocks that are coming out are sportsman chassis and have a lot more adjustability and flex where these ones don't. So that's that's kind of it's racking up the cost because guys are seeing that and they're going to buying sportsman chassis. Well, then you're losing the street the whole street stock class, right? Exactly. Right. Because yep. I mean, if you're getting beat by a better frame and a better car, why would you bother showing up, right? Exactly. Right. I mean, these guys down here are, are dumping probably twenty to twenty five thousand dollars into a street stock. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, the same thing, same thing here. Just on, it's even a little bit more on steroids. Just the way of the lay of the land. Now, obviously, because it is the way that it is, you can't really change it. But you know, there's there's guys that are spending forty five, you know, thousand dollars on a on a super stock here in in Ontario now. Um, and, and really, the the jump is is double that into prolate. So really, I love the fact that there is the two divisions out there. You know, here we used to have Challenger, we used to have Street Stock, right? Limited, we used to have uh, limited yeah, late yeah, model. Street Stock to to Challenger, and and then it went Street Stock to Limited Late Model, and Limited started getting out of hand. You know, on the, on the far side because it was kind of a hybrid between a sportsman and a, and a a prolate. Um, but now, you know, you only have the jump from super stock to directly into pro late model other than limited late at, at sunset for a handful of races. And you can still run that same type of car at Peterborough. But, but really the, you know, there's no recycling. There's absolutely no recycling. You buy a super stock and there's no recycling from that into pro late model at all. Other Mm -hmm. than the tire pressure gauge, you bring that with you, but that's, that's about it. Right. And, and, uh, you know, just I find it really interesting that out there has kind of remained. You have a street stock class and you have a sportsman class. Um, I think that that's beneficial. But um, yeah, hats off, man! Congrats on the win. I love the burnout. The burnout was badass. Um, I, I rate that one hundred and fifty percent. You uh, you definitely earned your beer on that one. <laughs> and uh, congrats on the win. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, no, just there is just the the fans or what helped us race and that was uh that was a little way i guess i could salute back to them because i know as a a young fellow growing up and still now i love a good burnout there's nothing better than a good burnout and nobody has gone the whole track spinning the tires well you did you i did. can guarantee that <laughs> and i can guarantee you one other thing ken uh, y- your dad would have been standing off the side, going, "Hey, if that thing develops a miss while you're doing that burnout, I'm gonna hang you, kiddo." <laughs> no, he. Uh, we we both agreed. We had uh, we had a real bad accident a couple years ago, and we'd just been chasing the car, and we went two years without uh, winning anything. I mean, we picked up the odd heat race and finished on the podium, second, and third, but never been able to really click one off. And this winter, we found. I think, I believe in my heart, we found what we needed and how to fix it. And the, the agreement was, was if we could, if we click one off, light them up. That's awesome. And you did it. Uh, where did I see that? Was that on your Facebook or was that on uh, Tim's Corner? It was, it was on Petty's Man, it, it blew it's up. Everywhere. It was probably <laughs> on my Facebook. I know my girlfriend shared it. Tim Terry had it all over his Tim's Corner Motorsports. Yeah, okay. uh, and that's awesome. Give us the sponsors. I know you have some decals on there that got to mean a lot to you, bud. Oh, yeah. 
well, it's definitely, if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be where, I, where we are, because down here, there's not a whole lot of money in racing. But, geez, uh, now i got to think. Uh, I want to start off by thanking uh, Acker of Moncton, uh, Salisbury Estates, uh, Robert from uh, Mac Tools, uh, Extreme Windows and Doors, Dulux Paints, Briars Lake, Nova Scotia, uh, R. Stevens Mechanical, uh, Crystal's Pet Grooming, uh, Marshall's Cabinets, and uh, especially my, my family, uh, my girlfriend, my dad, my mom, and my grandfather's a big part of it. And my uh, the guy that spots for me, Drew, he's, uh, he's an A1 spotter. Couldn't ask for a better one. You gotta love it. Good job, kiddo. Final question for you, and we're cutting you loose. When's your next race? When can fans look forward to catching that number 85? Uh, the 19th. We got uh, we got two weeks off, and then we're going back at her. You're going to be at Petty? Are you heading yes, to 660 sir. at all? Petty. Petty. Petty it'll be. Uh, Kenny McKenzie Jr., congratulations on the win, and thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. We appreciate it, and we look forward to getting you back on here next time you win one. Perfect. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you having me on. You betcha. That is Kenny McKenzie Jr. in the number 85 dynamite job for him, Jr. And uh, good to see Petty out of the box. Yeah, if you go to Petty Raceway uh, on, on Facebook for sure, uh, go to Petty Petty. Uh, International Raceway uh, on on Facebook, you can see that burnout that we're talking about. It's not. It, there's no joke about it. The the dude went went out and got it. He sure he, did. Uh, he he definitely got some. Um, and uh, you know, if the motor didn't blow up after that, you know, I, I think he's pretty safe. <laughs> I <laughs> no think kidding. he is. Kenny wins the race in the 85 second. The three of Justin Beers. The 74 car, that's an Oblinus. Look at that in third spot. Uh, the 30, uh, Marcel LeBlanc ends up fourth. Uh, in fifth spot, Brandon Carter. So there's your top five, Brady Kramer back in sixth. A good bunch of race cars, uh, and it sounds like it was a dynamite race. Uh, we'll get to some more of some of the results a little bit later in the show, but we got to hit this break. When we come back, we got Luke Ramsey gonna join the show we'll talk delaware speedway and uh all points in between we'll get you up to date on your apc schedule and of course your quick quick fire starter super stock schedule is also all laid out so much to talk to luke we're gonna have to carry him jr over the top of the uh hour uh, right after that news break, we're going to have to carry him all the way through because I know we got a ton to talk to him about. Absolutely, he's uh, he, he's got to be strapped in and and go go along for the ride. He's got a lot of news to be <laughs> well, to be talked about. Here. Hopefully, we can pull him over to the other side. Yeah, well, we'll find out. He better. We'll find out on the other side of the break. Stay <laughs> with us, everybody. Hi, I'm Keith Lucas, tire changer in the number 27 car. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by DP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your Victory Lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. 
pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. From two wheels to four, and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Tonight, live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Uh, I do believe the uh, Sirius XM's got a preview on right now. Um, I, I, I do believe. You're going to have to check that out. If you've got a Sirius XM satellite radio and you haven't got it charged up, you really should. But check it out. I'll bet you if you pop it on. Uh, you're going to get some free programming or a free peek into it. Uh, and as soon as you have your SiriusXM radio fired up, you'll never go another day without it. I have my SiriusXM radio on every day. Had it on all day today. Uh, love sitting outside and uh, thrown on my 70s. I love the 70s. I love SiriusXM NASCAR radio. You can turn the race on and... Have a listen to it and still do what you want to do outside. That's what I like about it. I do like the odd television broadcast. But at uh, this time of the year, I always got so much to do outside, Junior. And um, I love participating in absolutely everything. And I hate missing the race. And you never have to when you got a serious XM radio. Exactly. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, handy when you're driving down the road as well. You know, it's uh, you know if you're going on long road trips and stuff like that, it's uh, it's definitely a godsend. <laughs> it's, you bet. Uh, it's a it's a great platform. Hey, just before we get Luke on here, I know Sue's working on uh, getting Luke up on the hotline. Um, we've got a big race coming up at Berlin. In Michigan, come Wednesday night. It's going to be on speed51.com. So you don't want to miss it. You don't have to miss it. Get to speed51.com and get things ordered up and ready to go. Um, but it's going to be a smoker. Yeah. The money in the bank, 150. Um, so it's 150 laps for it. Now, they call them super late. So a lot of them are going to be pro late. Um, you know, it, the, the package that they have is really cool. Um, but uh, they've got the, um, you know, the template style. Uh, late model, mm-hmm. uh, and then as well, they've got uh, the outlaw style super late models. That uh, That's, there's that, a lot that of well. outlaw super late models each. in Michigan. Like, oh, tons! Like it, probably more there than you got in the state of New York, right? Like over yeah, towards definitely. the Michigan way, they've still kept like Michigan our Oscar super late model looking type super. Yeah, the outlaw stuff. Yeah, um, you know, Michigan, um, Michigan and Ohio are kind of the the two main places. Of course, you've got you know the Toledo's of the world, the Kalamazoo's, the Berlin's, and and uh, you know Flat Rocks and and all those you know places. Um, they are slowly, and I say that slowly. Uh, they've got some of like really really big fields for some of their big shows but uh um you know the the template is growing in the state of michigan but uh, very quickly um you know in in the entire northeast really when mm-hmm. you look at it yep. um but uh you know a berlin is is such a unique racetrack there's basically five corners yeah. <laughs> it is uh yeah. <laughs> um it, it's a very unique racetrack um I, it's definitely going to be a, a show to watch um and, you know, l- looking at, at the entry list, you know, Stephen Nassie's going to be there. And, you know, there's there's going to be, you know, a, a tremendous amount of the, the Deep South guys that, that are making the trip up. And, and as well, you know, you've got Albert Francis and, um, you know, the, the, the list goes on and on. Tyler Rorig and, and uh, you know, just continues to, to grow. Isn't this the race that Kyle Busch always pops into? Um, and, and I always it thought used, it was Kalamazoo, not Kalamazoo, but it, Berlin. Berlin. Berlin used to have the rowdy 251. Ah, that's that, that's what I'm thinking. And uh, you know, there was an off weekend in Cup that weekend every year, and uh, you know, he it, there there used to be the rowdy 251. Um, and I don't believe that they have that anymore. They do have a really big show uh, towards the fall, which is like a 400 lap race. Uh, it's a big event. Um, you know, with some some sizable prize money on the line, and um, yeah, they, they do uh, they they do some really cool things at that racetrack. It's a it's a neat facility. Now that is, I do believe, the home of Johnny Benson. That's the track that Johnny Correct. came from. Yep. Um, and, and you know, one night at Sobel, back when I owned uh, the beach, uh, I had a guy come. I had a call from the back gate, and they said, "Hey, Joe, we've got." Um, some people here from Berlin Speedway, and uh, can, can we let them in? I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a common thing, um, uh, you know, track to track. Uh, you get track officials uh, that, that, you know, show up at a racetrack. They never pay to get in, or at least they never did when I owned Sobel. Sure. If you were from another Speedway and you were an employee of that Speedway, uh, you know, get, just show us that you're an employee at another racetrack, you never pay to get into my place, uh, come on in. 
uh, you're part of the family and uh, enjoy the night of racing. And we had their tech staff come in and uh, the, the tech director from Berlin Speedway. And I, his name eludes me, but uh, he brought me a hat, actually. He brought yes, he me did. a hat from Berlin, and I still have it today. Yep. yep. Yeah. I uh, just want to cover off the, the entry list here. I, I was trying to pull it up while I was talking there. Uh, Derek Griffith, of course, uh, you know, he, he's uh, ARCA, ARCA racing now. Number 43. No, number 12. Oh, 12. You're number right. 12. You're right. Number 12. 12. Um, depends on what track, actually. 112 sometimes, and the 12, you know, for, for the majority. But he's always got a different color nose and tail on the car. Right. Um, uh, uh, Evan Shotko, uh, Brian Campbell, of course, he's the, mm. you know, state of Michigan. He's the uh, he's king he down there. He is the guy. Um, uh, Stephen Nassi, uh, Eric White, uh, just scrolling down through here. Jesse Love in that 21 mobile car that we've seen at Speed Week. And, oh, and, yeah. You know, a handful of others. Um, Carson Hosevar, who has got, you know, tons of wins uh, over the past couple of years in, the, in that Van Dorn TK racing car. Um, Michael Simcoe, um, you know, uh, Lauren Bush, uh, Kyle Crump, uh, Tyler Rorig, uh, who wins basically everything down that way yeah. in, in yeah, Outlaw yeah. and in Template. Um, you know, uh, Blake Rowe, um, just uh, Mason Keller, uh, Steve Dorr, uh, Albert Francis. Just the, the list just keeps on gr- growing. Um, just a, a tremendous amount of competitors um, going to be involved in that show. So uh, definitely it, tune in for that one. Yeah, and it is on speed51.com. They've always got such uh, great programming from the short tracks. Um, if you don't have speed51.com, uh, you may want to check that out and uh, dial it in. You don't want to miss this one. Uh, they had a good one this past weekend, too. Five, five Flag Speedway was the Blizzard Series. Hey, uh, did I see Grant Enfinger's entry in there? And how did he make out this weekend? Do you know by chance? Uh, he, he was there. Um, he, he, he didn't win. <laughs> That's all that I know. <laughs> I don't know the, uh, the, the overall rundown, but uh, uh, he, he was there. Um, he was there with the, uh, the 32 car right. um, with, uh, with Go Fast Racing with Archie uh, St. Hilaire. But uh, yeah, definitely. The, the, it was deep down there um, for for you know competitor base. Um, you know all the all the big hitters that are going to be there at the at the snowball derby are usually down there for the blizzard. Well, and you would right. You want yeah, to get down sure. there. Uh, not only a great race, not only series race number one. I do believe it was series race number one. Uh, you want to get your feet under you and uh, tell me the laps wouldn't be invaluable when you're looking at the snowball derby. Uh, you know, coming up in December, I know it's a while away, but you can always use the laps, the uh, the notations, if you will, heading into the Snowball Derby. One of the most competitive short track races that you will ever, ever compete in if you are a competitor in a pro late model, um, in a uh, super late model. You need the statistics. You need the uh, the information. And, uh, you know, you want to get out there. And do it. I, th- I kind of thought that if you won Saturday night's race, you qualified for the Snowball Derby. But in fact, that wasn't the way it was, right? You got to be, uh, you got to win the championship in order to be a qualifier. 
Yeah, you got to win the the championship for there's there's a couple of different ways to get a provisional and and to be honest with you there's I've never really dove t- t- taken a deep dive into the provisional structure. Um you know, it it seems like the guys who win down there anyways are are pretty much going to be in the front row or or you know in the top 5 anyways. So the provisional isn't usually used um per se, but uh um yeah, the you know there there is that lock-in ability into the derby through the uh through through the blizzard series uh, that takes place and then as well there there's also a provisional available on the alan turner uh, prolate model side for the snowflake um oh, yeah. as well yeah, so yeah. um definitely both you know the, the toughest fields to get into in in all of short track racing and and uh, uh definitely a, uh, a a very strong showing i've seen a number of tweets uh you know just stating that this is the most amount of superlates in the pit area for, for a blizzard race uh, uh in in a number of years and uh that's that's good it's good for for things to come yeah it sure is hey let's uh i I know sue's been working on trying to get luke up on the hotline uh she hasn't been successful getting luke but guess what she has been extremely successful in getting alex nagy for us uh he is with us on the hotline what's going on there alex how you doing bud Good. How are you guys? Fantastic, man. Uh, we've, we've got things here. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting, I don't know, this is like the yellow flag coming out, and uh, we've got stage ride all over the track for a minute. <laughs> uh, we, we've got the break coming up on Sirius XM at the top of the hour, which is only going to be another minute, so I don't want to ask you a question and then have to stop you in order to say, hey, Alex, can I get you to hang on 90 yeah, seconds no, till no, the top? Guys. I'll hang on, no worries. But listen, you're, try, you're, you're trying to get a hold of Ramsey. He's probably, you know, I'd say two things. Yeah. I'd say golfing, ah. but maybe now that with the Delaware Speedway announcement, Maybe he's working on stuff there. Yeah, oh, no, no kidding. I, I bet you those golf clubs are going to accumulate a little bit of dust now, Alex. You know what? Yeah, uh, that'll you, be you, interesting to see how he balances that. Oh, <laughs> no kidding. That'll be um, uh, talk about monumental uh, good news. Uh, it, it's really going to be good. Uh, look at all the good stuff we got coming at us. It's uh, it's pretty uh, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? That's uh, you know Russ has done a great job there, and the fact that. Yeah, there's solid ownership there now. I think it's just awesome for for the industry for sure. Yeah, incredible. Uh, Alex, I'm going to get you to hold right there. Uh, we're going to throw it back to Toronto. Get you up to date on some news. Uh, it takes 90 seconds, and then hour number two, we're coming right back, and we do have Alex Nagy with us on the other side, and we're going to talk to you, Casa. We're going to get you up to date on not only all of that, but it's been a long time since we talked to Alex. He's got his own podcast happening now. We're going to touch on that and uh, absolutely everything uh, in just uh, a few moments. So I'm going to get everybody just to hold right there. We're going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. And we are coming back for our number two. Stand by, one and all. You don't want to miss this. We'll be back in just a couple of moments, 90 seconds to be exact. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. 
Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Perfect! Woo! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And just like that, our number two begins here live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, senior. He's junior. And we have got Alex Nagy, uh, general manager of Jucasa Speedway. On the other end of the hotline, Alex, thanks so much for hanging on there. Uh, uh, we got to get those news updates in, and presto, just like that, we got them. But we got a clear hour ahead of us, so watch out, buddy. Uh, we could have you on here for a while. Holy smokes! I don't have. I don't know if I have enough battery. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are things going, Alex? I know uh, that it's crazy times with the pandemic, uh, and of course with the unfortunate. Uh, well, to say unfortunate is an understatement uh, for for everything that the family of Jucasa has been going through uh, with the passing of co-founder uh, Ken Hill passing away. Um, uh, uh, how are you making out? First of all, our, our thoughts and prayers have always been with you. But how are you making out, my friend? Well, I really appreciate that, Joe and Joe. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Um, the loss of Kenny, our co-founder, was a big hit to me. Not just as somebody who was a you know a huge part of what uh, we were able to accomplish at Chicasa, but also a, a very good friend. But you know that doesn't supersede anything that the family's going through so i respect that for sure incredible to say uh what what, what you guys have all done um it has been simply amazing when i think back uh not that many years ago alex and uh, you'll remember it quite well too uh that was Cayuga Speedway, and to see the grass growing up through the middle of the track and to see, you know, the stands falling apart and uh, probably lights hanging from a wire uh, every now and then, uh, to see the place in, uh, you know, total, total disrepair and pretty well going off of an episode of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Lost Speedways uh, wasn't quite that bad, but it was getting there. And then uh, for, for you guys to go in there, and totally take that and not only rebuild the facility, but reshape it and turn it into the crown jewel that it once was only better. Um, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, when you look through it, it hasn't been that long from the time that it was in really rough shape to what we look at today as being a, a speed palace. No, you're right. You know, it's been, you know, it's been a whirlwind for sure, to be honest. And, Listen, you're not you're not too far off. I mean, Matthew Billner is a huge part of Lost Speedways. He started that prior to the Dale Jr. involvement, and Matthew actually covered and showed some of those pictures on his website and his Twitter account, showing grass growing through. And uh, yeah, you know what? If it wasn't for uh, for some people, it could have definitely been 
one of the shows we're watching on TV right now, so thank God it's not. And, uh, you know, yeah, to, well, as you guys know, I come from the NASCAR PD series as the director there, and I had this opportunity to come to Jucasa and be part of this rebuild and input and all kinds of input in the design, everything else. And to, you know, looking back now with a bit of a break, with the pandemic, the only thing the pandemic's been good for is a, an opportunity to look back and have a bit of a pause and kind of catch up and see what we've done in you know in the past two 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 and a half years. <laughs> exactly, and you know what? A much needed breath of uh, a breath of air for you guys to actually reload and have a look at it. In saying that, uh, the announcement came out. Uh, what two weeks ago that in fact uh, with the pandemic and the uh, you know uncertainty of everything you guys have decided to hit the pause button cancel 2021 uh, from a racing perspective you guys uh, you know said okay that's it right there we're going to hold it right there and uh, and look towards the future is that the case Alex yeah it is Joe I mean really this year is no different than last year Last year, we postponed the season, and we could have did the same this year. But to be honest with you, the problem is, as you know, they asked me, our group asked me what I wanted to do, and I said, you know what, I don't want to keep postponing stuff because who knows in 2022 if we're able to have the same schedule. And we have season's pass holders. We have season's pass holders in the campground. We pre-sold tickets for every event. You know, during the so from the short amount of time from January first, two thousand and twenty, until the pandemic around March fifteenth, roughly, we sold a pile of tickets, and thank good, you know, our fans are incredible, um, and ninety nine point nine percent of those guys or girls said postpone, no problem, keep the tickets, keep the money for twenty twenty one or for twenty twenty, and of course we know that didn't happen, and then as we got going into twenty twenty one. With us, we don't race weekly, as you know. Mm-hmm. You know, not like Sobel or Sunset or Flamborough or Delaware or, or Sweet, you know, all those tracks where you can do a COVID-type deal and make it work. For us, being all special events, the cost, as you you know for sure, Joe, the cost is, is high. And there's no way that we could honor a contract for full value during restrictions. And one thing we know for sure I, I like you. I believe there's light at the end of the tunnel. But one thing I know for sure, we're going to be restricted for the whole 2021 season in some fashion. Yeah, you're and, right. And with restrictions, we cannot honor our tickets. So it became time where we just refunded everybody, clear the slate, give everybody time to sort through things. And hopefully in 2022, we're right back at it. Yeah. And that's, that's you know what, Alex, uh, it, there's only so many times that you can say, okay, we're going to move the goalpost from here to here, and we're hoping to go. And then, you know, the, the next uh, phase comes up, and, you know, uh, that things change again. And then you say, okay, well, we're not going to race here. We're going to move it to here. It's hard not only on the nerves of the race fans, the competitors. But I can tell you, uh, you know, I, I'm in the same boat you are, Alex. I'm a general manager at Sobel Speedway, uh, you know, Monday to Friday. And it's it, it's playing havoc with the ownership 
trying to figure out what is the correct call, and not only what is the correct call, but what is the government going to let you do when you make that call. You can make the call and have the best of intentions, and uh, something change, a variant, takes a little bit of a run, the province gets freaked out, and kabam, you're shut again, and you've got zero control. I think what you've done, Alex, has made the perfect call for 2021, uh, especially in the unique situation that you cast is in. Uh, you, you guys have got uh, the Canadian Short Track Nationals is is the premier uh, short track race in North America, not just in Canada, not in the United States. I'm in the North America. That one there is precedent setting. You guys have worked awful hard, invested a pile, a pile of money to get something started for all short track. And uh, you know what? You, you can't do that on a 50% capacity base or a 15% capacity base. It's uh, it, it's just lunacy to think, you know, we're going to try and run something like that. You guys have made the right call. Well, thank you very much. And you're right. I mean, you know, people say, well, the border, the borders may open up again. You're going to be okay. And you know what? I hope the borders do. But if, like you just said, Joe, if the borders opened wide open and we're restricted at 25% or 50%, we still couldn't host any event that we had scheduled. So it's really, listen, it, it's gut-wrenching, but it's the, only, it's the only decision we had, to be honest. Exactly. Uh, Alex, I, there's, I love this industry, as we all do, but there is parts of this industry that I absolutely hate, and that is uh, the rumor mill. I hate the rumor mill because instead of asking the horse to say the answer, uh, somebody uh, decides to ask the other end of the horse, which is usually them looking into a mirror and trying to decide what the horse uh, is going to say or what they think the horse is going to say. Long story short, uh, the rumor mill is what it is. I had a, a really good laugh uh, a couple of weeks ago when I seen a bunch of the rumors that were flying out there online and then uh, about, I don't know, 10, 15 quotes there are or 10 or 15 comments thereafter. Here comes Alex Nagy and he goes, well, hey, everybody. Uh, it's Alex, and uh, I just got off the tractor from cutting the grass at the Speedway. I do believe I'm still employed there. Uh, so what, what do you say we take the rumors and flush them down the toilet? Uh, good on you, Alex, for jumping in there. Uh, but it, it's a tough situation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But, you know, yeah, it's um, it, listen, typically rumors, people that talk about that stuff really are fringe people that, don't have any inkling really on what's going on. You know, I had a phone call about three weeks ago. It's Friday, about five thirty, six o'clock. I just left the racetrack, and this person said to me, I, I may miss it by a few words, but ultimately he said to me, are you okay? What are you doing now? Yeah. I said, well, I'm just heading to the house for supper. Why? Yeah. Well, no, I heard you're locked out. The dozers are there. They're smashing the place down. Oh my God. Oh. I said, well, you know, I just left there 10 minutes ago. There was no dozers. Um, Should I turn around? I, <laughs> I did pick up my paycheck. <laughs> Our ownership's been incredible to me throughout my whole tenure here. 
They have never told me anything other than they just don't know right now. And I respect that. They've got a lot of stuff to sort through. You know, God bless Kenny Hill. He's, he's a complicated man. He's involved in a bunch of different things that supersede anything I've done at the Speedway. And I respect that. And, you know, the pandemic is unfortunate, but the, probably the most fortunate thing is it's given them an opportunity to catch their breath, sort through all the stuff they have to sort through. And for me, you know, I work every day. I'm running the business. I haven't brought all my people back. I enjoy getting out in the tractor, cutting grass. How could, you know, why would I pay somebody when, listen, I'm not going to lie, do I have more time right now? 100%. But I've not been told anything else other than they asked me the best thing to do for 2021, and I suggested we cancel, clear the slate, and they honored that, and that's what we're doing. And hopefully, you know, 2022, we're right back at it. Yeah, exactly. That's a, And you know what? Uh, show me somebody that can guarantee what's going to happen even next week. And I can tell you there's a liar right there because no one has got the proper answer right now uh, or, or a definite answer on absolutely anything. All we can do is make a plan and say, OK, here is the plan that we have come up with. Right or wrong, we're living with this plan and we're moving forward because really no one has the right answer. I can, uh, I do believe it's safe to say right now, the rumors that I heard last week that Ducasa sold all the lighting and the lighting is going to be all taken out of Ducasa. That was the latest one. Yeah. That was the latest one. Yeah, I, and I heard that it's going to do two different speedways, which is kind of <laughs> odd. I don't know if they can split it up or not, but <laughs> I can tell you this. I was at the racetrack yesterday. We're not open, but I was still there doing some work. And the lights were still there, crazy <laughs> as it sounds, but they were all still there. Nobody had taken any yet. <laughs> Incredible. Now, the other one. Let's squash another one. Or make, who am I to say? Uh, the pavement at Jucasa that was just put down was going to now be uh, ground up and taken away and uh, used to pave another racetrack. Yeah, I heard that one, too, which is, if you just think about what you just said, and you know as well as anybody, Joe, yep. why would they grind up our asphalt when they can get ground asphalt from anywhere? Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere they, they, they can find it. And why would they do that and then truck it to where, uh, like, this is what yeah. I mean, Alex, the lunacy that's out there. Uh, uh, and we so much appreciate you coming on the show uh, and, and just, you know, taking it and saying, look, enough lunacy let's take it uh, step back and take a breath everybody ducasse is going to be there ducasse is there and there has been a ton of money invested in that facility a ton of work has gone into that facility and uh bless ken hill co-founder of ducasse motor speedway co-founder means there is more than one founder of ducasse motor speedway and the other co-founder, correct me if I'm wrong, is Jerry Monter, and Jerry is still around. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So, there yeah. you go. I, I, like, I don't know how else to say it or what else yeah. to add and, to that. You know, in all fairness, and I tell people, like I said in that post you referred to, Joe, Right. most of the people making those posts have known me for most of my adult life yeah. and have my phone number. Right. Just give me a call. I'll tell you exactly what's going on today. And 
you know, we just talked about what's going on today. Is there a chance for some change in the future? Listen, you're at you're at you're at Sobel Speedway. You have Jeff now with with uh, uh, drawing a blank. Paul, Paul, Paul. Paul sorry, <laughs> I, I apologize okay. to Paul, good friend of mine. Two great guys. As you know, six months from now, that could totally change. This is a volatile business, just like any business. So. I have t- been told nothing other than run the business, Alex. Let's get these people their money back. Let's clear the slate. Nobody said I'm done in June, July, August, September. They said work, do what you do. We know you're going to take care of the place. And, and that's where we're at. And, again, when Kenny was alive, let's be honest, things could change in a heartbeat. Sure. That's just how life goes. It's business. Even with Kenny Hill, right? You correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but if Kenny took to uh, an idea and you guys were sitting there, Kenny was the type of individual, and I never met Ken Hill. I wish I would have and sat down with him. But if Kenny took a notion to an idea, he could have activated it and changed everything at the drop of a hat. 100%. He could do almost whatever he wanted to do. And fortunately for me, he brought me on board, and you talked about this at the start of this whole deal. I'm nothing but thankful for our ownership group bringing me on board to be able to be part of the rebuild and arm, you know, elbow deep in the design with the designers, everything to rebuild the speedway that I absolutely love and loved and was my most favorite place in the world to race at. If you had told me five years ago or ten years ago that I would have a chance to be part of this group that brought that place back to life, I would have said, you're crazy. And so I've been so fortunate with our ownership group, the trust they put in me, what they have allowed me to do, and to just bring this place back has just been a dream come true for me. Well, and you want to talk about fortunate, all of us on the other side of the fence, Alex, that have been able to stand where we are and watch what you and your staff have done. Uh, you want to talk fortunate? It's us that have been able uh, to, to really uh, be able to enjoy the fruits of your labors and everyone's labors at Jucasa. I know it takes an army uh, to make things happen and, uh, hey, man, you, you were the leader of the band. Uh, a lot of that stuff fell on you to get things to where they are today. Uh, and good on you. A question for you, Alex. Going forward, we know there isn't going to be any race events for 2021. Is it possible for competitors to rent the facility to do testing? Is it possible for a series um, to, to rent it and put on an event, uh, something like we've seen APC do last year. Is it possible, or is everything just sort of parked? No, that's a great question and a fair question for sure. And we've, I've talked about this. I've proposed, I've put it together a budget with what we could do with rental-type deals like we did last summer. And to be honest, just with everything going on, the feeling is that it's just best right now to to not do that for 2021, and I, and I respect that 100%. Is there an opportunity for teams to come and test? Well, if we're not going to race, it's probably money not well spent. 
but that's something that's our next phase you know i'm working on seeing you know we've got a couple weeks here before we reopen somewhat in the province and if we can reopen and somebody does want to come and do some testing we're going to have an answer for them here in the next couple three days and good stuff you know i think back junior to the days uh when when cayuga wasn't running uh maybe even on a uh on a uh, uh, I don't know, assembly semi-annual, uh, but I can remember Greg Biffle coming up and uh, a lot of the NASCAR teams, whether it be truck or Xfinity, whatever, trying to get some test time in. They couldn't do it legally through NASCAR down south of the border, but right. hey, they're up north. Go see Cayuga. <laughs> That's not allowed anymore. Well, <laughs> but Not but straight that, up, but... <laughs> that being said, that being said, yeah, it just, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it, it is in that long ago that uh, that you did see quite a bit of that and and it resembled uh, what what track did it resemble it was it was always leading up to one of them I'm pretty close I want to say to a Richmond or something like that wouldn't it? like I know Richmond is uh what is Richmond a one mile or three quarter mile there was there was Seven a tr- eights, yep. yeah there was a track on the on the truck schedule though I want to say it was I want to say it was either Topeka or anyways, one of those that it it was very similar to. And, uh, yeah, that was the Roush guys all came up the one year and all the Chevy guys, Jack Sprague and all those guys. Um, but no, when you, when you look at Jucasa and, and the actual, you know, facility and, and what you guys have, um, just, uh, you know, a, a phenomenal facility. There's some of, you know, some of the great memories, uh, you know, that I have just recently have been formed, uh, at that place. And, 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 uh, you know, when you look at uh, Alex, you know, y- y- we kind of touched on it at the beginning of the show. And Luke Ramsey, our next guest, is, is a part of this. But well, hopefully. The, the stability. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully can get we him. Get well, hopefully, hopefully he gets <laughs> in off the golf course. But, uh, um, you know, you look at the stability of the sport. Um, you know, it's not that long ago that there was a lot of a, a tremendous amount of instability. You know, you look at Barry Speedway falling off the map, and you look at Kawartha falling off the map, and then and then Mossport. You know, it felt like it kind of felt like the sky was falling there for you know a handful of seasons, and and, and we're not talking that far back. Um, but really, the the entire landscape of the sport is is you know, looking and trending in a really positive way. Um, and, and, you know, obviously your, you know, affirmation that, that everything is going to, you know, continue on the way that, the way that it is, um, it just adds even more stability to that. When you look at the new ownership at Sobel, you look at new ownership at Full Throttle, you look at, you know, the the, the massive group of, of owners at, at Delaware Speedway and, and the clout behind that ownership group, uh, as well as as Jucasa, and then you know, long standing Flambro's not going anywhere. John's not going anywhere, and the, right. the Caselli family, um, you know, they've been they've been a rock through this entire deal. Um, you know, it, since I've been alive, and and really, you know, rewind for fifty years, and and they've been you know a rock for uh, for racing here in Ontario. Uh, the the place of the sport when everything goes back to normal, Alex. What do you think about it? I think that it, it looks really insanely awesome. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind Joe Junior to prior to prior to the pandemic. Yep. I think that our sport in this country and North America was in the best place it's been in in probably I don't know fifteen years. Agreed. And you talk about the ownership, you know, in Ontario, which is great. We have the Maritime ownership, the Maritime Pro Stock Tour, the Western ownership, and the Western Stock Car Association. All the stuff that's going on in the U.S., of course, 
It's stronger than ever. We see that now with those guys opening back up. I think our sport, our industry, is in such a great place. The pandemic really knocked the crap out of us all. But like you, I think you're, I think that you feel this way. I truly believe that once we get back to normal here, we're going to pick up almost where we left off. Um, our fans, our fan base was expanding again. Fans that we have in this sport are incredible. Partnerships that we're starting to come around, I think we're, we're awesome. Like you said, ownership, series, car counts was all on the rise. In Ontario, here we got some amalgamated rules to get, you know, now with super stocks and mini stocks. And of course, pro late models are pretty much the same across the board. We're in such a good spot. I just can't wait till we can open back up again and share this with our fans. Hey, Alex, um, what will you do now with the track shutdown? I know uh, you're doing what I'm doing, but I've got my butt uh, firmly planted on a Kubota tractor as double speedway. I got a His tractor's nicer, hand. though. Oh, His tractor's a lot nicer than the Kubota that you get to ride on. Don't you worry. I'm going to get Alex to give old Paulie and Jeff a call and say, hey, give the old guy a bit of a break here. Give him at least something with an air-conditioned cab. Joe, no air conditioning. I have AM, FM, stereo. My phone's linked to it. Come on, man. Hey. He doesn't even have a cab on the one that I've seen. No, wait. i got to fill the front, uh, the right front up every time I get on it. <laughs> it well, starts I'll turning. tell you, if you're in a Kubota or on a Kubota or thinking about getting a Kubota or you have a Kubota or your friends have a Kubota, you're in good shape. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, listen, with, with things going the way they're going, we are going to see some racing at some of the tracks. Hopefully, uh, you know, even more Come, uh, you know, late July, early August. Uh, has anybody been leaning on Alex Nagy to say, hey, uh, you, you, you got a little bit of spare time. I need you over here to give me a hand on this crew or as crew chief. Or how about even, uh, you know, something within the sport. Are you uh, anybody pulling on your strings to pull you over here? Well, to be honest, I mean, the way you guys have Sobel Speedway look, and I'm thinking about seeing if I come up, can come up there and run the tow truck or maybe sell tickets or something. These guys got that place looking great. I'm, I'm excited to get back up there this summer because, like you say, I'm going to have time. Um, yeah, honestly, and I, you know, and to be honest, it just, uh, it's humbling. Uh, the people that have reached out, whether it's a series or a team or uh, anybody in general, you know, they they see I have some time now on weekends, and listen, you're going to see me around this summer somewhere. I'm 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 already bored of racing. We're not even racing, and I already can't wait wait to get out there and, and see some racing. So, um, yeah, I'll do something uh, just to just to fill my time and just to get stay involved in the sport, keep us you know keep Jucas and myself relevant, and help wherever I can. Oh, that's awesome. And I knew you wouldn't be, uh, you know, cutting grass and then hitting the couch and sort of laying in the background. Uh, uh, you'd be busy doing something. I know you can't stay away from a racetrack. Uh, you have also got a podcast all fired up. Uh, how are things going with it? I know I've tuned in a few times. Junior has. you got a good product there, my man. Oh, thank you very much. Coming from you guys, that means a lot. I mean, these guys, listen... We need to have Joe and Joe on our podcast. How about that? Sure, yeah, sure. Hey, absolutely. Yeah, we, we'll have some we fun. Could, we could, you know, we're swapping some stories now, but we're kind of talking about news. We can go on there and swap some real stories. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that'd be and, a guess. No, and listen, thanks for bringing that up. It's, you know, 
our we, our company our business is wingnutsports.com uh, our podcast is driver and deep you can search that on any pl- podcast platform that you wish and you know it really you know the pandemic no matter what happens at your racetrack my racetrack or whoever we all had a bit more time during this pandemic and my good friend mark mcsporn you know we'd sit around a fire have a few pops and i'd tell some stories and he says man you got to tell those stories and you know you, you guys know me i don't really like to talk about myself or anything else and um anyways he finally convinced me he's great on the technical technical end and uh we've had some fun and we're you know we're gonna we're gonna stay with it we've had some you know when we have some guests on there that have been involved with me or mark or both of us or the speedway and we get to talk about some personal stuff and some real-time things just personal stuff uh and stories and things that maybe people didn't even hear about before it's really been really been fun to just kind of uh you know go back down through memory lane and and listen all kidding aside you and joe joe and joe and me and mark put together 30 40 minutes of great stories i'll tell you right now oh hey we'd have a lot of fun and you know what that's what this sport is built on you know you take a look alex at uh, delaware and what's going to transpire and i know i gotta tell you just got a text from luke he said oh my god i'm so sorry uh i, I totally forgot and i said it's okay the first thing to go is the memory uh, and Alex is bailing you out right now. So we got Alex on the show, but Luke, we're going to call you in a few minutes. And he said, perfect. Uh, uh-huh. so y- y- what I'm going to say, I, what I mean to say, Alex, is, uh, this sport is, uh, is based on all of it, right? Um, uh, 100%. Delaware Speedway, 70 years of operation. When I read that, I went, man, I got, I- I'm feeling really old here. Uh, but 70 years. Uh, when you take a look at what Tony Novotny did uh, in that, the birthplace of Kaskar, um, and, and you see the history of it, the stories that you guys talk about, uh, the stories that happen here, the stories that we hear from guests, and today's news, you put all that together, and that's what short track racing is here in Canada, and more needs to be said, and more needs to be tied together to that and that's how this whole thing's going to grow bud well i agree and yeah you know it's up to it's up to all of us to we all know joe we all know that we're involved in the biggest family anywhere in the in the motor sports industry north or south south of the border we all have we all have people we can you know contact wherever they live in north america get help uh stay at their places we're involved in such a great sport. Our fans are incredible. It's up to all of us to create new fans, and that's what's going to propel us moving forward. And I can't, you know, I'm super excited about doing that. And whatever we can do, myself included, to make our sport relevant, stay relevant, get it into people's, you know, into seat, get some new eyes put on it. That's what's going to, you know, it's so important. I think we all got away from it for a long time there when things were so good and we stopped trying to, cater to the new people and i think we're all you know i think now that we all realize that and we're all doing a great job to make our places better put on a better product and get fans out there and create new people absolutely it's going to get more exciting on the other side of this pandemic my friend and it is getting more excited 
uh, each and every day as we move closer to taking off these stupid masks and everybody getting their shot and getting back to the track. And let's hope and let's, uh, you know, keep a positive attitude. Jucasa's going to be back in there. Uh, and uh, you know what, Alex, we can't thank you enough for taking the time coming on here and uh, dispelling all those rumors, flattening them all out and setting the record straight. Uh, we know right now that it's in good hands and uh, there, there's no guarantees in life. But there's one thing we can guarantee. If there's a will, there's a way. And you know and I know that Kenny's going to be looking down on all of us going, hey, stop talking about nonsense, guys, and get ready to race. 2022 is a coming. Yeah, Kenny won't put up with that stuff, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks for, you know, thanks for taking it, you know, putting, giving me some time to, to talk with you folks and talk to our fans and talk to racers. You know, we're in, I just, I'm so excited about our future in this sport and I uh, appreciate you plugging Driver in Deep podcast. That means a lot to us guys, to Mark and myself too. And um, if you need me to bring that tractor up with the air conditioning, <laughs> that Kubota and the radio and all that stuff and pair your phone to it so you can talk in the phone, whatever you need, Joe, let me know. I'll bring her up. Hey, oh, hey don't even good. worry about him. You got to worry about me just for a second here. You promised me an elevator up to the spotter stand and I didn't <laughs> see that last year. I'm just saying, Alex, you got all this time on your hands, you know, a nice little elevator. It doesn't have to be a fancy one, just a nice little one, you know, up to the spotter stand. It'd be great. No, fair enough, Joe. I did say that, and I can tell you I've got plans. I've got some quotes. <laughs> I was and kidding. As soon as all this stuff settles, hopefully we can make that, execute that and make it happen. Hey, man, I, if that's the only, that's that, like literally the only thing that you could say about Jucasa is, is is it's tough to get up like six steps on, on like that's, <laughs> that's really, that's that's a huge compliment because I that's, was, I mean, I'm telling you, I love that place. I love being there, and uh, I can't wait to be back, man. I was just going to say, if Alex gets it's on the left side, and I get on the right side, and we both take our legs and kick your ass. You should fly <laughs> up those stairs, Junior. There's your elevator right there. You got it. That you was bet. a hard kick. I'm a Alex, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may need a couple extra boots. You got on a that. bad leg. Anyway, Alex, you have a good one. Uh, stay out of trouble. Be safe. And, uh, and I'll look forward to seeing you at one of these racetracks one of these days real soon. And keep those stories coming. I got a few that I want to share about you uh, that you probably forgot about. Well, uh, hey, we'll, we'll pull them under the bin. We're going to get you on the podcast, Driver and Deep. And I, I want you guys are the pros. I want you to run with that and tell some stories. I'm, I'm all for it. I don't know about pros, but we sure do have a lot of fun, uh, and we look forward to having more, my friend. Uh, you got to hang around and, and listen, uh, you know, on your Sirius XM satellite radio. Luke Ramsey's coming up next, uh, and, and we'll find out uh, exactly what the plan is at Delaware. Every Sunday night, 167 Canada Talks. I'm there, brother. You are the man. Alex, thanks so much. Have a good night, guys. You Thank betcha. You. Alex Nagy, Jucasa, and uh, check out that podcast, Driver in Deep. Uh, that, that, that's too cool. We're going to hit a break. When we come back, we're going to have them. We got Luke Ramsey on the other side. Stay with us. Hi, this is Kenny Schrader, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Get 
your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com from two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Wick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Wick Fire Starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores port hawksbury new glasgow and Indigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. A little wheelhouse bringing us back there. Ted, my man. Uh, you're going to hear a lot more about those guys as the days all start unfolding. But what do you say we get back to the hotline? And let's welcome in. Uh, this guy's got more titles than, uh, than most people I know in this industry. But I'm only going uh, to start with the one that I know for sure, and that is the president of the United Late Model Series, uh, APC, uh, Marketing Director Extraordinaire, uh, and now part of the ownership group at Delaware Speedway. Let's welcome in Luke Ramsey. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Luke? How are you? I'm great, guys. And first off, let me apologize for uh, messing up my timing tonight. Sorry, that's all my fault. Hey, it happens, Luke, and you are totally forgiven, man. you got enough on your plate. You need sideboards on your plate, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's there's no excuse. I I just blew it there. I apologize. Hey, at least at least we know that we're not a pain in your ass. 
right? Because you can't forget about a pain in the ass, right? <laughs> you can't forget about a pain in the ass. So we, I mean, that, that's a that's a compliment. It's a compliment. Never. <laughs> Luke, the, the the news never ever got more exciting uh, than it did on I believe it was Thursday this week when I seen the release uh, that uh, that you guys announced the Delaware Speedway in operation for some seventy years here in the province of Ontario, uh, half mile speed palace. Uh, Delaware Speedway, the birthplace of Cascar, and so, so much more. Uh, you guys have purchased, not leased, but purchased Delaware Speedway. Congratulations to the full ownership group, first and foremost. Uh, congratulations. And man, oh man, we can't wait to see and hear what all is going to transpire uh, at that big, beautiful Speedway. And I know we haven't got near enough time. It would take hours and probably days to unfold all of it and unpack it all. Uh, but but highlight-wise, uh, what are the initial thoughts of the ownership group uh, buying the facility? And the excitement has got to be through the roof on your end, too. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, I, it, 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 the partners, uh, you know, Mr. Spivak, Walt Spivak, own that property, continues to own that property. For a long time, and, and uh, the arts, the arts group—they've uh, they've been involved in racing, and then and you know have a very very successful multiple businesses around construction. And then the, the United Racing Series group, which is Auto Parts Center, it just seemed like something that would work, and and we're excited. We, we grew up around Delaware, and we want to make it you know succeed and uh, help invest back into it to get it back to where it once was. I can tell you what I I don't get surprised by much that happens in Ontario, but that was a surprise reading it. I like I that was one of the things that that jumps off the page. I was like, wow, is that ever is that ever intriguing? How'd you keep the lid on it until the release date? Well, I don't know. It wasn't one of the best kept secret. I had a lot of people call me and talking to me, and you know, we uh, we had obviously have to talk to certain people to make something like that happen. Um, try to give some people heads up, so it wasn't a great secret, but. Um, I, you know, a lot of the credit goes to Russ Erland. He's, you know, he's, he's luckily, we're, we're lucky to have him. He's going to stay on as a general manager. He's done a great job there. He's been so cooperative through this whole thing. And he has the same goal. He just wants to see Delaware Speedway to be uh, the best it can be. Uh, Luke, one of the toughest things, and I know this has been, uh, you know, a difficult or a sticking point, if you will, uh, at least from a major perspective, uh, with any business, really. When you look at, uh, leasing a facility versus purchasing a facility. Uh, when you lease a facility, I guess if you had a 99-year lease and, uh, you know, you were um, uh, 97 years old, you wouldn't mind investing a, you know, a pile of money and, and, you know, pretty well doing whatever you wanted to do, whatever your heart was set on and whatever, you know, the business model was going to be. Um, you, you wouldn't mind investing uh, heavily in that with capital investments and improvements. Um, but when you've got uh, a situation that's a lease, it's really tough to invest the kind of money that it's going to take uh, to take a facility to the next level. Under a purchase agreement, man, now that opens it up. Now, uh, and, and looking at who's all involved, uh, I can't help but uh, get real giddy, get real excited about the potential of seeing Delaware Speedway 
uh, you, you know, in a transformation position. Uh, can you tip your hand to, you know, maybe some of the discussions that you guys have had so far on an ownership group level? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've had a, we've had a few meetings. We've got big plans. Um, I mean, first off, the, the company, uh, the, the new corporation that's purchased the Speedway does not own the land. It, but the owner, one of the partners in that company does. So it gives us an idea of how long we have. Um, and we were comfortable investing into the, into the uh, facility. I just want to make sure that that's clear so there's no misunderstanding. But gotcha. um, we, are, we are working on, uh, we're, you know, the surface is fantastic. I got a text from Dale Shaw this week says, don't change a thing. But we know it needs to be fixed up. It's, it's, it's rough. Um, so we're, we're, that, that is job one. I mean, we had electricians out there this week working on the lighting and getting everything fixed up there. And, uh, we want to improve the fan experience the best we can. Um, but, but job one, as soon as this race season is over, is we need, we need to get some equipment in there. We, we got to repair the, um, not repair, we got to fix the, uh, the racing surface. That has to be done. It's, it's rough. Um, the guys that race there all the time, they love it. Yeah. But I think we need some side-by-side racing and it's put on a better show for our fans. Yeah, and there's character and there's, uh, you know, need improvement. And then there is, oh, man, this needs to be addressed. And if it is, you know, Luke, I can't help but look back at, uh, you know, when we had the All-Star Series and, uh, you know, our traveling dog and pony show, or as Dave Franks call it, the gypsy bandwagon headed down into Ottawa, and we got to Capital City Speedway. Uh, you know, on the outside, you look out, uh, look at the racetrack and went, wow, what a, new, what a great facility. Uh, Keith Hepburn and I driving up, uh, and there was like 18 or 19 of our guys out on the racetrack testing before we even got there. Uh, the guys were having a great time. At least it looked like they were. I pulled into the pits. And immediately, Jerry Wheaton came over to me, and he said, Joe, come here. I got to talk to you right away. I said, what's up, Jerry? He goes, no, no, look. And he had the four tires off his car. There were cords hanging out of his tires. He said, Joe, I got 50 laps on those tires. I said, shut up. You don't. He said, no, I'm not kidding you. We're having a real problem. And and when we got up there, I could see that, uh, you know what? It wasn't a cheese grater. It was incredible. It was like you were taking a grinder to the tires. It was really, really uh, working on those things real bad, and it was a, it was a tough position to be in. Um, you know, uh, Delaware Speedway isn't that bad, but in the same respect, if you were to put pavement down on that place, man, can you only just let your mind go there? I know, Luke, you've been at Delaware Speedway. Probably since you were a young guy too, can you imagine? Can, can you remember when Delaware Speedway did have you know really really top notch asphalt on it? Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, Russ, I, I, I keep it's it's understated how much Russ has done for the facility as far as the grounds are so clean and so tidy, just like what you guys are doing in Stockwell, Joe. You guys are doing a great job, and but at the end of the day, it needs some capital investment, and uh, that's going to happen. We want. We want to have side-by-side racing. We want to be a, you know, a, a great racetrack to compete on for our guys. And we think it'll put on a better a better show for our fans. And we're excited about it. We really are. We can't wait. You know, we got some big things planned for this year as far as once we're allowed to get going. And as soon as this year is over, we will be, uh, we'll be making some major improvements to the track itself. It's just we don't have enough time to do it before we start on, on July 2nd. It's too risky. So we're going to 
We'll celebrate the track we've got for this year, and mm-hmm. we'll get a revamp for next year. Yeah. And and the best way to put it is stay tuned. Uh, the news is going to come, and uh, it's going to be a good thrill to everybody. Luke, uh, l- let's just uh, l- let's talk about that revamped APC schedule uh, that you guys just rolled out here. A dynamite-looking schedule. And just before I go there, can I now start calling it Delaware Speedway, the home of the APC United Late Model Series? No, no, we're not allowed to say that. Okay. I just thought I'd try. The APC series is a traveling series and a completely separate business. Uh, (laughs) Just happened to be managed by some of the same people. But, no, we're going to continue to run, you know, each track equally. We've got four great tracks and uh, hopefully more in the future. And, uh, no, it's not not the home. We don't want to be the home. We want guys to travel around. We think the talent comes out of the the teams and the drivers when they, they go to multiple tracks. Um. And as far as the schedule, we're, we're excited. We managed to stay on all of our same dates. We had to add one on Labor Day. Whether or not we stayed on the same dates we put out earlier in the year, which I, I think is the uh, – we had to move some venues around, but we stayed in the weekends, which I think helps our teams uh, when they're already organized for the year. And there is no doubt when we take a look at Ontario and the landscape that we're looking at right now, uh, what is it, Panda or the lockdown uh, is potentially going to end on June the 14th. Then 21 days after that, uh, we should be into uh, level one and then level two. I know it's very confusing. We're not getting solid, concrete answers to what we can do and what we can't do when we do hit those levels. How are you picking your way through that with the eye on event number one? Is it, uh, is it safe to say uh, we're probably going to see that first race without fans and really rely on G-Force like we're going to throughout the whole uh, the, the whole series? Yeah, I think so. I mean, realistically, guys, that July 2nd doesn't make a lot of sense for the track itself. Um, being a partner there now, we can we can justify doing it. It, it doesn't sound like we'll be allowed fans, and uh, uh, but, but we want to get eight races, and we want to have a full season. I feel that, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, we usually do 10, but I feel... If we have eight out of the ten races, we can crown a champion and, and get back to normal as quickly as we possibly can here. Uh, if we, when we are allowed fans, we'll do it as safely as we can. And I can tell you, if we're allowed 100, we'll have 100. If we're allowed 200, we'll have 200. And uh, we, we can't wait to get the people back to the track. I think we've got a great product that people want to see with the Quick Quick Super Stocks and the uh, APC Late Models. Um, but it's just uh, we've got to wait and see what our government tells us we can do. And it's going to be wild when we do get underway. Uh, one little thing that we could probably try and do is when they say we're allowed 50% at the event, let's use Alex's track for the 50% equation when we're doing the math. Uh, let's see, Ducasa holds... Delaware, Delaware's got a good size amount of people. Oh, yeah, but Ducasa holds fifteen or 20,000. Let's go 50% of that, and then we'll be okay. Right, Luke? Yeah, listen, that's great. Even... We just want fans in the stands. Even stage one or stage two, whenever it is, 15%. We just want to get people out there. I mean, these guys, you guys are racers. We're all racers. At the end of the day, we want our family and whatnot. They're watching us, not on the TV. They want them out in the stands. They want they want to win a race. They want their kids to come up to them and give them high fives and get pictures taken. So that's what we really need to have happen. Absolutely. G-Force all ready to go. How are... Uh, Adam and the guys, they all set and ready for uh, the season and the kickoff? Yeah, those guys are all set. We talk to them regularly, and uh, they do a great job. I couldn't be uh, 
they they make it pretty special. I think they do an excellent excellent job of what they do there, and it's great. They're great people to work with, and I have you know it's one of those things you guys know what it's like to run a, when you're running a business or a series. It's one of those things that I, it's done. I don't have to worry about it now. I know those guys will do it. <laughs> exactly, and they do a dynamite job with it. Uh, and imagine they're going to be doing it again every year. They're going to get better at what they do. It's going to be extraordinary. Absolutely, Luke. Uh, talk a little bit about the. Uh, you know, I've had a couple of conversations, and I've had to correct a couple people on the Superstock uh, program. Um, and you know, I, I think that it would be beneficial to talk about the Superstock deal. Um, it, it, they have to run a a certain amount at their home track in order to participate in the in the Quick Wick um, Superstock series with APC. Correct? Yes. Exactly. So th- that's the, the the number one thing. You know that to that... participate in the event or to participate in the points series. The points. The yes. Points. The, yes. The, points. the points. The points. But but to participate in the points series, you have to um, you have to run you know the equal amount of times at your at your local home track and and uh, you know I think that that's a really important thing and, and hats off to you guys for doing that as well um, and really you know uh, the excitement level um, with the Superstock Traveling Series when you look at some of the equipment you know that that is out there um, and and getting ready for this deal. Um, really, it's going to take Superstock to a, a completely different level, um, and, and you know I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm very excited to see what the on track. Obviously, we've seen it last year. We've seen the Superstocks paired up with the APC series a couple times, um, but in this deal, you know, with with a format, um, there's there's a tremendous amount of excitement rolling into it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know the, the Superstock series is going to be a great thing for racing in Ontario. But I think the key part. And a lot of people don't know is this isn't United Racing Series series. This is this is the tracks. The tracks did this. They made this happen. They got on a United rule book. Um, all I really did was uh, raise money for a points fund and um, you know put make sure that our officials would officiate it. The rules, the you know how are they going to work? And I think there's lots of information coming out this week about how many races they have to do because everyone's running a different schedule because of COVID, of course. That's really the tracks. That's this is their baby. I'm I don't deserve any credit for it other than we've put together a twenty thousand dollar points fund, which I'm excited about. I think that's great for the super stocks. Uh, we've got great partners that have kicked in towards that, and we've got a, a cool tire program. So the guys, you know, everyone's worried about tires that they, you know, they have to run and buy four tires every race. But now the guys that are supporting the program, so really, it'll average out to three tires per race. So it's a, it's a pretty neat deal. I'm excited about it. I think there's going to be some great competition in it. Um, but the tracks deserve the credit, not uh, not, not myself or uh, United Racing Series. Well, we're so close to the top of the hour, Luke, and uh, uh, we're, we're sur- uh, certainly glad that we were able to get you on the show and, uh, you know, touch on everything that's coming up. Uh, the news couldn't get much better than this. Uh, Delaware Speedway, you guys, everything that's coming together, uh, it sure is uh, going to make for some real good excitement. As we get closer to the beginning of the year, and uh, hopefully uh, 2022, uh, well, not hopefully, I know it's going to be off the charts, uh, when we get back to normal and uh, get some of those improvements done to, uh, to to everything, to all the different racetracks, not just Delaware, uh, but there's so much good news coming down the line right now. 
Uh, fans have got to be excited, and I know they are. They're clamoring, and I know they're going to want to get to the track, and it's going to be hard for all of us to try and hold them back just a little bit more, and it's not us doing it. It's actually the province uh, trying to hold everything back, and uh, they just want to keep everybody safe. That's what they're doing, and uh, yeah, they're going to do it. I know they're going to. We're going to be safer on the other side, and then uh, look out. Uh, so, Race number one is coming up, Delaware Speedway. Fans can stay up on everything and the latest, of course, on your website, Facebook, Twitter. You guys got it all covered off and uh, doing a dynamite job there, Luke. Well, thank you, Joe, and I hope that uh, I'll see you there on uh, on July 2nd and we can... Uh... So we, can, we can safely distance and watch the race together. <laughs> we will have a guess. Hey, I want to tell you one other thing, and that's congratulations uh, on having Deco back in there. Uh, odd, quick little story. Uh, just yesterday, I needed a front-wheel drive belt for my lawnmower. Where did I go, Luke? Where did I go? I hope you went to the APC store. That's exactly what I did. I went to the APC store in Owen Sound. Uh, there is no Toro dealer in Owen Sound. I went to my local APC store. I walked in. The guys got me a belt. Now, it's a Deco belt. And, uh, you know, the the rep said to me, Joe, this is an automotive belt. Not really for your tractor, for your uh for your lawnmower. He said, it'll get you out of the jam that you're in today. He said, but what do you say I order you the right belt? And I said, but I'm still keeping this one. You can't have it back. Uh, <laughs> so uh, come Monday, I'm going to have the right belt for my uh, my little lawnmower. But I'll tell you what, APC got me out of a jam. The guys in Own Sound deserve a kudos uh, and good job on all of them. A great store to deal with, just so you know. Well, thank you. That's very kind. We've got a great team in all of our stores, so we're fortunate. Well, you stay out of trouble, Luke. Get some rest. Monday, uh, today isn't Saturday, my friend. It is Sunday. you got to go back to work tomorrow, you poor guy. I know. I know. Back at the grind. <laughs> well, keep doing what you're doing because uh, you're making all of our lives more exciting. Luke Ramsey, thanks for the time. Oh, thank you, guys, and thank you for everything you do for the sport once again. You guys are incredible. You betcha. That is Luke Ramsey, APC, Delaware Speedway, uh, Quick Quick Firestarter Superstocks. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, some good news, Junior, some good news. Yeah, definitely. Some really great news. And, and uh, you know, just in in offline conversations that I've had with guys, you know, just the the amount of of speed that that place is going to have. Can you imagine when it's got asphalt? fresh pavement on it? Um, I, like, I don't care if they do concrete in the corners and they do asphalt down the straightaway to keep it like Delaware or I don't care what they do. Just if if Delaware Speedway was just smooth. Um, the amount <laughs> yeah. of of grip that uh, that that place is gonna you know have, um, you know the 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 banking, the configuration, the uphill downhill that 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 place has, um, just a, a tremendous amount of excitement. Um, it, it's going to be a an absolute speed plant, and uh, you know you couldn't you couldn't say anything about it. It's going to put on some really good racing when it when it is smooth. The number one problem for Russ Erlin. After there's uh, a fix-up done, number one problem, 
trying to keep his son out of a race car <laughs> and not back on the racetrack. Jonathan Erland, guaranteed, going to say, hey, Dad, you're on your own. I got to go race. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That's it for us tonight. We are plumb done out of time here on Race Time. Sure hope you enjoyed the program tonight. Uh, uh, got to thank Sue right here in the studio for hooking us up with our guests. Got to thank Alex and uh, uh, Kenny uh, for jumping on at the beginning with the big win, of course, Luke Ramsey, I got to thank all of you. Yes, and congratulations to Sarah Thorne for picking up the win out in Eastbound. First woman to do so in in the sportsman class. So I got to say a big congrats to her. Well, we'll grab her next week on yes, the show. Absolutely. But that does it for us tonight. Have a safe one, everybody. And keep it tuned right here to Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. We'll be back with you next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 